I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. So last week we discussed more so of understanding what morphic resonance was, the morphic field, how it worked, um, you know, how it's, how it could be seen, um, and now today we kind of uh, we also went into obviously pendulums and reality transurfing everything that's embodied within that. So now we want to go a little bit deeper with more of the inner workings of morphic fields and the influence of of thoughts and emotions in connection with nature in these um, in this in this way of and theory of thinking and stuff and to, to even better understand um, mass formation or mass hypnosis. Um, you know, different pendulums and egregores still and the examples of those memory and social groups, families and cultures, and how does morphic resonance play a role into this? Um, and with that, we can even better understand um, just the function and the actuality of this playing a role with rituals and ceremonies and even the inner workings with 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 those types of things. Um, so so, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here. So. Um, what do you think you want to, is there any little summary in anything you have when it comes to just kind of refreshing us back again with morphic resonance and, and morphic fields? Yeah. I mean, I could give a little breakdown of maybe why I still feel like this is, um, a vital topic. And I think it's, I think what really has struck me as why something like morphic resonance, meaning, you know, a uh, uh, some sort of energetic connection emotionally and psychologically to other people and other things and species and stuff and that's basically the general idea here is that there is a collective mind to all species and a collective mind to the earth and that um and carl Jung explained this as the collective unconscious um that there's thoughts in the air and emotions in the air there's energy in, in, all around us and that we're influenced by it and why so it's so important to me and us i would believe you'd share this this view is when you look out into, say, the political realm and you look out into the social media realm, sports, anything that consists of groups of things or uh, species in nature, whether it's plant, animal, insect, humans, that we're all in some way inherently connected to each other and, and that we're influencing the whole um, as if there is some hollow fractal nature to this. And so through that, Rupert Sheldrake has for a long time now been pushing this new theory of science, and he's still considered fringe, at least to my knowledge, uh, that a lot of mainstream science is, you know, basically belittle this man's work um, and is not peer-reviewed, and it's not in mainstream academia. It's starting to a little bit, but the uh, the the premise of this this talk is to explain the possibilities and how important it really is that we are influencing the earth and we are influencing each other vice and vice versa and we're having an impact in ways we can't see with and experience with our five senses that we we don't realize 
just like, and I always use the analogy of, you know, my phone's right here, but my router is in the other room and somehow a signal is hitting my phone and I'm now on the internet. Same thing with my computer and all technology is that we're all, you know, I have movies playing on my Xbox. There's no wires. There's, there's trans, uh, transference of, of information. And so morphic resonance and morphic fields tends to explain this new scientific uh, model that thoughts, emotions, ideas, you know, the idealism of a group and all of that is actually being transferred. And there's ways that we tap into these collectives once we have kind of signed the spiritual signature of I am this or I am part of this. And once you've emotionally connected to these groups, that you're now being influenced by those groups without even being within miles of these people, that we could be influencing each other through the internet and through the screen, like it's non-local. So there's, there's an influence here. So that's for me, a general summary of the importance of this idea uh, that, that there's this happening going on and that there's these habits and memories that are being transferred to each and every one of us. And there's this form of channeling or tapping into it. And today we want to kind of break down uh, some real world examples uh, some parallel concepts like the egregore and pendulum and how they basically parallel and are juxtaposed to to the the morphic field science field and um yeah i i i I think this is a little bit of a journey we're gonna embark on not just tonight but for the next few weeks and really get into this and hopefully in the near future we can get some some guests on that are a little more specialized and that can bring in some new thought as well so yeah this is my yeah my two cents. No, nah, that's great because it, I, it's true though. I, I mean, it, especially getting to this point now where, you know, we have to talk about it. Then it's, it's, it's more than just, you know, mind over matter type, you know, ways of interacting with this. And I think that it is deep emotional connections and, you know, this, this subconscious mind that we have that, isn't necessarily, you know, something we're so proactive with, um, you know, consciously, obviously, since it's, you know, the subconscious mind, like, then it doesn't matter sometimes how much we may try to disconnect ourselves from something and be like, oh, well, I'm not consumed by this sports scene or this politic. Like, I have a mind of my own and stuff like that. But there may be still that residual feeling left over like we were just talking about an occurrence that just recently happened with um you know the i don't want to get i really don't want to get into it but that the, the whole shooting uh you know shooting in nashville yeah like i like you know that's the whole thing like the, there's 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 voices on both sides of the aisle trying to defend some narrative and anybody who kind of comes into the middle let's put aside any sort of conspiracy of you know false flags or anything and stuff like that like the fact is that something happened and something tragic happened or whatever and stuff. And we're all processing it differently. And yes, we may say something out of our emotions and try to come up with some rationality for what we think and feel about the situation or whatever. And then when challenged um, with that thought or idea may seem like we're coming to meet in the middle about something, but when you walk away from maybe that challenge uh, uh, or being challenged and stuff, you may still have this residual uh, emotion or feeling or thought that you are intent on about it, whether you realize it or not. And that's the thing that's very potent, not just what you say, 
not just what exactly that you do either and stuff like that. It's what actually sticks with you. And to access that and to purify that point of yourself and stuff, I feel like is a lot more takes a lot more inner work and a lot more of what what did you call it before? The the the, the shamanistic journey within, I guess, like that to really take within yourself that is more than just, you know, being like, hey, I know this stuff. I know how it works and everything and 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 wanting to actually learn how to work work with it and bring up the uncomfortabilities and and try to and try to mess with it and i think getting a better grasp and understanding of this and just even how the energy is at play and how it works uh, in the macro and even within us and stuff and even on a more micro level like then i feel like it paints a better picture to have that access to working with it you know, especially then, then with certain techniques that we learn and stuff, and then you can see more of the functionality of maybe those said techniques. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think I'm, there's so many fundamental parts of this. There is. And I just, hmm. um, I, I wrote a little thing in my notes and then I, I put it on my Instagram and I was, it was basically the gist of it was, I'm kind of sick of the conspiracies in a way. And I think that was kind of the goal. And like, I, I, you know, that could have been part of some sort of setup on on because now it's like you get desensitized or you're sick of it you know like you see so much of things and i get it like you could choose what to follow and all that but i think it's just the matter of like the the poison here is is that people think they have a clue all the time and that their opinion is so important and yet we're all on the same frequency or same level when it comes to like if you're sitting at home and watching this stuff and you're following narratives, and this is to anything, you know, I do not have to speak to just what just happened mm. with, the, with the shooting and all, but it's, you know, one, you say one thing and then there's always going to be the polarization of it. And that's what social media is. And that's what conspiracies have done, just like politics. So that's the way I see it now. I see it in the general sense that you could either, you pick this tribe or you pick that, that tribe, the polarization just keeps growing in everything. And then like, it leads to just separation and lack of, lack of unity and same thing with youtube i mean it, it's it, you know you, you put stuff up and then you get like great comments and of course you have the trolls and then this and that and everyone just has something to say and everyone has a clue and and to someone you're stupid and, and to this tribe you're crazy and and all of that and yet we're all focusing on just those ideals and yet not what's what's actually valuable about say this like with something like a, a tragedy well, it's, uh, the one good thing is we could actually all maybe come together and in in some sort of unified fashion and say, hey, it, it happened. It, the, the problem is, is like, say, on the conspiracy side, which I get that most people get bothered by this, is it's the it's the uh, cake in a lake or it's uh, it's the uh, it's fake, you know, like it's it's, you know, whatever. I don't care if there's any hmm. flat or, you know, backlash for that. But uh I don't. I I think things happen, and I, I just we just don't understand how or what, and not everything is exactly how it seems, even on the conspiratorial side. So we're just, we don't know. We're just it's a narrative given. You get to choose a side. It's like you're watching a show on Netflix, and you got you're trying to guess who the killer is or guess what this guy. And it's that's what it kind of seems like. And even if you think you have you have all the evidence and you found it, so then you're just still just sitting at your computer barking at your camera or the microphone. And some people, by the way, do a great job of presenting information and all that. But I think it's just the oversaturation of all these things, the mm-hmm. oversaturation of pol- of the polarity of all these different views and all these like it's just 
it's so tense everywhere. And that's what I can't stand about any of that. And it's funny because this does play into the whole morphic field energy, pendulum, egregore, collective unconscious, meaning people were, were tapping into this energy all the time. And then we're just kind of recycling it over and over again. And then nothing really is changing. That's, I think, what I was saying a while ago is that when we get on these topics and then we're looking at gematria or we're looking at synchronicities or we're looking at ritualistic things or group and hive mind, what I find most, the, the most nutrients I get out of all these situations is I'm seeing that there's some sort of frequency download or some sort of adaptation that comes from groups of people that they all act and think the same. And it's, it doesn't seem like they're acting on their own or talking on their own. They're parroting what the group is parroting and there's not a lot of intelligent and original thought that comes out of a lot of things same thing with like i just saw a, I, I don't know what whether if it was a troll or not but you go on certain videos like i will i'll go back and watch or i'd like and then i see comments and like sometimes you just get like a laughing emoji and you're just sitting there going what was imagine being on youtube and you just find a, a new podcast and you just leave this like it, even down to that like people just want to be it's polarized like <laughs> yeah they just want to polarize and just try hmm. and get a rise out of people or belittle and all that and that's what everything has turned into so instead of discussing say a conspiracy or an, an alternative way of seeing something because you think you've found clues and all of that now it's just a battle of the tribes now it's just there's like an egregore surrounding each of these communities and these tribes whether they're more mainstream they're normies they're truth community they're you know uh, i have a feeling with last week when i mentioned flat earth like i have a feeling like that just because i mentioned it and i I didn't even like i even tried to say Mm -hmm. when i said it last week like i'm not a flat earther i just this 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 concept and everything presented to me is resonating Mm -hmm. with me more because i'm weighing out facts i'm weighing out things that are said i'm watching from both sides and yeah there's more there's more observation that can that can be done right but the thing is and this is why i love what we're going to talk about today is because the egregore concept or the pendulum concept from transurfing or the morphic resonance of groups of people hive minds collective minds is that like you get like the same characters over and over and over again when it comes to trolls on youtube the the way people talk on social media it's like no one's original and it's like they're all just in like they're it's like a beehive of assholes kind of like it's like you like on one end or like it's or it's any political party, like you get, like you meet a red or blue and you're like, I could tell that they're part of that tribe. And like, there's no original, original thought there. There's no like individuality or all that. I'm not getting it out of those people because it's parroting and it's the same thing. And I, I just, to me, it's someone, I won't say unnatural because obviously if morphic resonance is truly a theory that's going to expand and grow into actual fact and real science. And it is that people are influenced. Then it is natural that we are influenced by others, people's thoughts and group mind and all of that and, and mass formation. Um, but this is, this, this is this, to me, this part of the conversation would have more value because then if we're aware of something that's happening, people could start having more self-awareness that potentially they're influenced by other things other than their actual own soul or own self like their own mind and that they they actually are acting out of the group mind and they're not thinking their own thoughts um and there's so many different little quirks and things you can nuances that you can get out of like what could be causing people to act certain ways but for me this is like a good chunk of topic that like should be talked about more and 
because it, to me, it's, it's possible. And one of the greatest psychologists, Carl Jung, called it something, the collective unconscious, that he saw the social patterns and constructions of groups and people and ancestry and, and, and all that. So, yeah. That, and so we segue out of almost away from the conspiracy. But there's I mean, unless you have more things to say about it, that's kind of what's more important to me other than like whether if it was fake or whether if it was a psyop or it's some agenda and all that i do get the whole everything that wraps around it from whether a guy or a girl you know the shoe thing that i saw which you know but everything can be doctored every you know who knows any last thing for me to say sorry and i'll cap this off any of the things with the conspiracy side of stuff, you don't know what pages could be. If, if you're a true, uh, like truth seeker in the truth community, you don't know what pages are actual. They could be CIA. I can argue that maybe this guy uh, or this person in this page is actually more CIA, and they're releasing this picture, and it's actually getting people to go, "Oh my God, look at this picture and all that," and it was planted in there to actually cause the polarity and division of like. The conspiracy side and then the normal narrative side and then all that you don't you, like we don't know. So like might as well go beyond that and just get back to, to kind of like, OK, well, in the end, why are, would they be doing this anyway? Or why is this stuff happening? And is it maybe is it just a natural occurrence that synchronicity is just a who knows? But let's talk about other stuff other than the narrative, because that's mm-hmm. been done since September 11, 2001. And of course, even before since JFK. So and it. it our tempo needs to speed up a little bit, I think, on other things. Yeah. On other things, and it's and it's funny that you mentioned it that way. And like, and by all means, we're not trying to troll even like the the conspiracy truth type community in those channels no, either. We're, because we're more part of them than anything, if anything. Yeah, like. But the thing is that I'm noticing though with the strange. constant faction of this is that is that if we're talking about things in this theory, as far as egregores and pendulums, right? And we're saying that even political sides and these types of political ideals or societal societal ideals um, are kind of like, you know, forms of mass mass formation, hypnosis, and even, um, you know, uh, you know, just okay. Let's just take this whole thing now of 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 this this last incident of the shooting and stuff. Now you have different sides of both aisles. They're sitting there, you know, screaming their thing and their rhetoric and and fighting with the other side because one side wants to use one narrative to blame the other side and the other wants to use the other side to blame them side and nobody wants to take accountability. But then you have the third party perspective, which now they're trying to find another reason to be like, hey, um, which it's not it's not a small amount of people that are going on this conspiratorial side of whether they're trying, whether they use the sense of being like, oh, is this a person that was, was this an organized event to happen, uh, produced by somebody who wants gun control, uh, produced by a higher group that wants gun control to take away liberties and stuff like that, which is still connected to a certain side of ideal. Whether you want to believe it or not, you're still connecting to a side of ideal. And I won't say which one, but you still are. Or is it the another side that's being like, or is this um is this a doing to also demonize a certain form of group and stuff, which that also connects to another whether you realize it or not, connects to another type of ordeal that's on that same thing. And you get those people in the conspiracy conspiracy type uh, groups and stuff that don't even want to acknowledge the fact that they're playing into that same microcord. They're playing into that pendulum and that same system by doing, by, by going into these things, because now all of a sudden they come at it and they're like, 
oh, well, you know, this is that and the government and whatever. And once again, they're displacing the blame and not looking at the true fact the, the the true the true era of it. Like, say something in this case scenario where nobody wants to look at it as a sense of that. Wow, this world and society has become so distorted and all these occurrences that have happened in the past few years has played a taxing role on everybody's mental health and all the confusion that's going on in society and, and, and societal pressures and stuff like that is affecting mental health and all these things. And we're not talking about those things, but we're talking about how, you know, it's the guns. It's the this type community and stuff like that, uh, or or it's the government and they're trying to create false flags and they're doing this and they're coming after your liberties or coming after this or whatever and stuff. No matter what, you're playing into that system. Whether the, and instead of looking at the true facts, so even if you're on the conspiracy type of side, I think what we're trying to say is to let's shift the awareness a little bit. You can point out certain things where you may have certain gesture. Listen, we know we know deceit has been on the horizon it's not even on the horizon anymore it's in our backyard we know that we know that but instead of pointing out the deceit all the time and stuff if if we're if we're so aware of the deceit that's happening and stuff or we're trying to wake people up to deceit which i think a lot more people are awoken to it than 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 we try to say but i think now the fact is that you got a lot of people in the day and age that we are with influencers and tiktok and youtube and all these things is that People are profiting off this and, and the same way that the media is 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 profiting off reaction and fear and stuff. And whether we like to know it or not, we're playing into that same egregore that the people are doing the same thing on these YouTube channels, these real quick bits and TikTok and all that stuff and and getting a dopamine hit like we talked about in the last episode and stuff, too. It is a dopamine hit. And this is where we need to check ourselves and be like, well, do we want to keep playing that out? Is that producing anything that's helpful? Are we really keeping people aware and stuff like that? Or can we start to, can we use that as an engagement and then shift that awareness into something more productive for the self that actually allows somebody to form a certain protection over themselves? Yes. Notice the deceit, but form a protection. Not the, and the protection is not going to be, it's this one. It's that one. It's the government. They're doing this. They're doing that. And all these accusations, they could be true. But it's you got to revert it back to self, which is the constant thing that we keep talking about. And I think this is where this conversation and understanding of energy in this way this is why if you could see the pendulum and egregore system in that sort of sense, you can start to shift that awareness now. And that's I think that's what we feel our responsibility is to kind of shift that awareness as well and stuff and screw it. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe somebody may be trying to troll and stuff in the videos and stuff. But guess what? Comments a comment. Leave the comment. And hit that like oh, button yeah, we again told you. I mean, leave while it. you're at it. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and, point, and point with that is, is that that's not the bothersome. It's the fact that no mm. one's original anymore. And there is, to me, no. the whole group mind. Like, everyone at, like, look, I, I still play Call of Duty, by the way. So when I get on there, there's a, there's, a, there's a morphic resonance to video games. You get on there and you even start talking like the other video games. You start talking shit and you just, you start it's the same language. It's the same characters. You get in different rooms and you're like, I've heard this fucking guy before, like a hundred times. Like the, the, there's seems to be in arenas, whether it's you're on social media or that you're on a, you know, a video game or you go to the movies or you go to a political rally or you go to wherever. And then there's a group hive mind to it that people 
are unaware that they lose their individuality to a certain extent. And and to a certain extent, it's good to have that because, you know, you meld in and you want to fit in and all that. There's a psychological aspect to it. But to me, I do think there's an unconscious aspect as well. And that's kind of what I'm mostly interested in. So if anything, the bad comments or any social media stuff that I see, it's not an emotional trigger for me. It's a like it's you're you're increasing my curiosity of wow how unoriginal can we all be or how can we be so tapped in and be so against each other or like you know that pathetic to like you're you're not even worried about self anymore you're you're trying to whether on tiktok i stopped going on there for you know a while ago and every now and then i'm on there but you go through comments and you're just like oh my god dude like it's a desperate grab to feed their own ego yeah but like it's also like they're not there's i go down and i see like the same like attitude and comment like every five comments where i'm sitting there like you have the people that are there to like if you don't support the thing the person is saying then then get the fuck off the the video then Um, what's i think a lot of it could be envy too i think it's just envy of of, of feeling feeling out of the loop not knowing not understanding intimidation yeah there's many fields of it and like this is where sometimes even people on the other side need to even when they're getting that shout back at them like to try to come into that understanding and being like and and seeing just you know look 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 you know use yourself as a mirror and look in the reflection and be like oh okay well what it, what is it that they're looking at probably at their own self and they don't realize that it's inwardly bothering them and stuff and that's the best way to kind of combat somebody who's coming at you in a sort of way rather than trying to debate with them or argue with them and you know outsmart them or something like that like you know you don't need a, an ego prick waving contest at times like you no know. well look we're not gonna my whole thing is evolution of mind and 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 focus and and trying to figure new things out and so what i dislike about all of it the most and which is why something like this amorphic resonance and groupthink and all of that and and being influenced by outside uh, or external energies and, and minds and, and all of that is that it's you're slowing down evolution by just by having just constant conflict and there's no resolve to that conflict mm-hmm. you're just there for the conflict you're just there for the debate or you're just there like i don't think most of the time like if i go on anything uh, uh to to learn about and i go see you know, I go see what other people are saying. Why is it that like, it's like sometimes it's 50, 50 on like, some people are there to just drag down the idea. And to me, that's what I mean. Like, are they thinking for themselves or they're like emotionally charged from like the group that they're in and that they're influenced by it. And they have to protect their own beliefs to the point where they're going to war and there's never a resolve. So it slows to me. It's such a stupid thing to slow down the evolution of let ideas flourish and listen to people. Or if not get the fuck out, just go get out. Like, what's the point of trying to argue? Like, I don't go on, and I said last week, and I know, who knows who's going to disapprove, and I don't care, that I don't think the Earth's a globe, and chuckle all you want. I have my my rights to think that, and it doesn't harm anybody, but I'm not going to go on, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson's page, or I'm not going to go on NASA, their YouTube site, or their Facebook, and start looking at their videos and just calling out their bullshit all the time and that's all i'm going to do at my time i'm going to feel pathetic and like a piece of shit and like i'm not evolving or getting anything done if you have some sort of thing that's calling to you find your tribe and find those people and and gravitate and open your mind and listen to those things and if it doesn't happen to be that and you're not resonating then just fuck all get all get all go 
like there you don't yeah, belong walk there. Away. You know, that's it. And that's gonna speed up evolution. And you know, who knows who's gonna be right or wrong, but you know, that's the prick the prick way thing that you're talking about is someone wants a trophy for being right. And yeah. when they feel that they're in the right, they wanna kick someone who who they think is you know, they want to kick someone down who's like, oh, well, no, I'm the king on this mountain. I'm right. So shut your mouth. And that's how it is. And I get it. It's a part of human nature. And sometimes it's necessary. I believe conflict is necessary. It's, it's, uh, we need that at times. My whole thing, and this goes back to even to the conspiratorial things and the political, it's just oh, your people are oversaturated with things that aren't going mm. anywhere. Like we've been hitting the gas in like fucking neutral for a long time now with a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff where we had, look, we got the facts or, or we have evidence on a lot of things. It's like time to just be quiet, uh, go do your own research and then go speak your mind, find your tribe and deal with the haters and all that. But the thing is, is like, don't the stimulation shouldn't just be coming from the, like the, the you know, the disapproval of other people's beliefs and all of that. Did you see on a, on TikTok? That there was, um, Flat Earth was like one of the top trending, like 2.8 billion posts. It was like higher than a lot of other things. And I'm sitting there going, I can only imagine that could be part of the reason why they want to ban it. Not just because the Flat Earth topic, but because of people speaking their minds and all of that. You know, and you don't know who are bots are on there or anything like, so it could be just oversaturated with that as well too. Like you don't know who's even real anymore and all that. And that's why I'm not worried about what one what people say two what they're talking about and three if it's if it's true or not to and it like i just i'm there to collect data i'm there to have some fun at times and then I, I i move along but to spend my time wasting it fighting some war against other ideals to me is just an absolute waste and it's for pathetic mindless morons really like it's it's come to learn come to have discussions let's expand our minds if you have an opposite point of view let's talk let's have a debate and to me people are just overrun by emotion and i think that with the collective the idea of a collective mind is that i think certain people don't even realize that they're part of that collective mind and that's by the way to to cap this off it's what i meant i think episode two when i said don't call me a flat earther it doesn't mean i don't believe that the earth's flat I said, don't call me a flat earther, meaning don't mm-hmm. bud me in with the community. I'm my own individual person who believes certain things and I have my own way of seeing it. And it yeah. could, ch- and guess what? It could change. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the English language and just language in general is, is also with a lot of these concepts is very limiting sure. you know, to how to describe it. And people get very attached to, to, to words and names and stuff. labels and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think it's I think it's true though what you said before though it just it's the fact that you know I mean the fact that nobody could you know if somebody can't walk away it's just real telling about themselves or if they can't try to engage in a, a simple you know respectable back and forth it says a lot about themselves about that they feel threatened by an ideal and I think people are either you know hypersensitive in that sort of way but also the fact that you know yes society and these different groups group things are desensitized the entire population is very desensitized where to the point where something happens in the public sphere and right away 
you know, I think our way of dealing with it rather than actually coping it with it like an actual human being is to chalk it up to be like, ah, oh, you see, if they would just do the ban on the, oh, you see, if they would just stop with these different, you know, uh, gender, uh, oh, if you, if they, if they, if they, people would realize that the fucking government, you know, people just chalk it up to these types of things without actually going into a certain body of space and and working inwardly with it and stuff and and actually coming to you know because nobody wants to face that actual real emotion of of something that's kind of going on and who knows what kind of route we could actually get to if we actually did you know uh with something like say this type of tragedy that happens and stuff and 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 overall no matter what it's like we have to realize that like we're it's not just that we're desensitized to 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 energies and uh, and have become so want so needing to function off synthetic type energies rather than trying to get back to the origin of true raw energy because and and when i say raw energy like i mean the fact that everything in the universe when you break it down when really broken down it is raw energy and this energy is the source of everything in all possible states. This is what infinity is and getting, trying to get tapped back into that. Um, and, and, and that's the thing is this energy, no matter what will have its current and will eventually be broken down and eventually be brought back to its original state and it'll be reformed in, in a sort of way. And like, if we can't find that within our but within within society and stuff then we need to pull out from that sort of way it doesn't mean disconnect yourself from society and live off the grid i'm not talking about that but find these different tools and these different thoughts and ideals to get into that as well or even something like morphic resonance and morphic fields and stuff to be able to move away from like we said in other episodes and move towards things that are going to help you feel like oh okay this is grounded in something something worthwhile and something real and something that actually connects to me and stuff. And it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's really what the doctrines like the Kabbalah and hermetic law, what they were trying to say, they, they pointed to a principle of workings within attained levels of consciousness and the belief that the individual through the subconscious mind has the capability to affect greater, that this, this greater sea of the universal subconscious. And we all live in it. We're all we're all fucking with it. We're all we're all engaged with it, and and universal subconscious is energy and it's energy in various different uh, types of states of existence, and it's in it, it's it's injected with the thoughts, emotions, intent, and it's in in this part that it's being worked on, and then defining its mechanisms to kind of drive it through into manifestation and onto this material plane as well. Like, and that's where we have to not take that for granted. Cause I feel like when, you know, when we do, or we just think that, Oh, I want this, I desire this and I, you know, whatever, and not do the real deeper form of the work and understand the, the, that, that it's a lot, it's a lot more than just wishing or wanting or praying and, um, you know, very superficial desires in that sort of sense and not checking those desires at the door and stuff and cleansing the subconscious and stuff, then you kind of don't know what you're really producing. You think you're manifesting or materializing some sort of thing and, and you think it's pure and stuff, but you don't understand if you don't understand the energy of that effect and that kickback it may have on yourself or even others around you. So I think that's why we're trying to get into this better understanding and stuff like that like we're all 
we're all connected in this way regardless even the smallest fucking bacteria in the ocean is connected yeah there's there's an there, we're living in a field and we're all connected and and i guess what you're trying to also say is realizing because we're all connected that that everything we're we're doing kind of matters and affects everyone else even at a distance and that as a whole organism as the earth as a whole organism and as us as almost like the living cells on this place that all this stuff is is interplaying with each other and within that we're actually having influence not only on our own lives but everyone else's and as a collective i do think that the more energy and more mind that goes into something the more that it's going to manifest itself and play out in the real world as much as we wouldn't want it to you know so with the media that's why it's such a dangerous such a dangerous tool because it really is a weapon because what it's doing is it's putting things in the minds of the masses same thing with social media it's getting everyone's so focused on certain things and things that have nothing to do with themselves or their local place that they live in and the family that they have and the friends and the, and the tribe they've built and whether that's over the internet or not but like the people you're connected with and that's what's most important and I, and i think overall what would be the most valuable and intrinsic way to see the group mind and hive mind like the positive side is the more that you tap into the right tribe and the right people that you're going to form this morphic resonance with so many and, and almost bring in the right people if you're always sitting there yelling and screaming on social media or talking about what's wrong with the world or what's wrong with tv and the media and what conspiracies are being done i mean like i said we can point out every conspiracy to every day and we have there's thousands of them that have been pointed out but what really has been done and what can be truly done sitting behind the computer screen or even if you went out like zachary k hubbard tried to go out on you know for weeks and tried to hold up protest signs about gematria and you know i'm sure that maybe did a little something something brought some people together and all of that but like the main collective i mean we ha- that's who we have to kind of aim for so going into things that are coming out that are more of science and new findings on how things work like how we all really are connected and there's a science for that and that there's a science telling us that we do have these fields that we that we have and that everything else in in nature has that this place is made up of morphic energy the ether and that there's this like it's like we're fish in a bowl and that we're all connected by this water we can't see and within that is like a medium where things are are connected and can interact with one another non-locally meaning you could be thousands of miles away and you could feel people you can feel people when they're going to call you ever think of someone and then they call right after you think of them and all that's like what is that like you're tapping into something you know if you believe in psychics and you believe in channelers and stuff where are they getting that well it's probably all around us it's sitting in a field you know so and when you so when you bring this concept in and you start realizing that we're all connected by fields so you start rethinking well who am i connected with you know what groups of people you know am i Am I like my family, you know, instead of just blaming your DNA, maybe you're energy, energetically connected to your family and the people that you're around all the time. It changes the whole dynamic realizing this. And so my man, Rupert Sheldrake, who is a damn genius, has been, and I have some real world experiments I want to talk about and things that happen that prove that in conventional science, so many things just don't make sense, but we don't question it. It's my whole thing with the whole earth argument. There's so many things that are still like lingering as, oh, this is just a theory, but we're assuming that that's what it is. 
And then people are like, okay, it's fact. You know, I went to a university, got a PhD. They told me that it's a fact. That's it. No questions asked. You're stupid if you don't believe I have the degree. You're stupid. You're just a YouTuber. You know, you got your Google degree. I actually went and paid, you know, $100,000 for mine. Mine's on the wall. You have jack shit. All you do is talk on the internet on a podcast, shut your mouth, whatever. Like that's how people are. And that's the main kind of energy that I get from people. And same thing with the, you know, you walk into any realm, conspiracy realm. All of a sudden you go in and you try and have a different alternative view. They're the same way as the academics. As soon as you kind of speak a little bit against, they throw that. It's like the same energy. It's like, well, I've been doing this for 14 years and I have all, I have all these videos and I have this and whatever. It's like, yeah, but what have you really done with it besides talk about it? Or what or are a lot of the things you're going off of are narratives you heard from someone else or assumptions you're making as well? There's no there's no facts we can grab. But if we can come and and start to come together as, you know, understanding where we're at again and get back to basics of like, how does this all work? And we have a science like morphic fields and resonance coming out and, and all these other things that we don't we overlook because we're so worried about the drama and the conspiracy or we're worried about what political party that we're a part of or what group and then not realizing that we're actually not thinking a lot of our own thoughts and that we're parroting them and we're not excluding ourselves i'm not going to exclude my i'm not going to be that egotistical and say am i influenced by some you know groups that but i'm pretty much not going to call myself a loner i consider myself an individual that stands outside of collectives i don't like to be part of groups in a sense i like being part of communities and helping people and be and having friends and associates and all that but i'm not really that's why I said, don't call me a flat earther. Don't call me an, you know, well, you can call me an astrologer, but like, d- d- don't just X me in as that it, because yeah. you're locking people in and then, you know, and that's by understanding this and we'll finally get to it, by the way, this has been a long, I guess you could still call this an introduction or our own thoughts about it. This has been our own thoughts, but like mm-hmm. knowing something like this would be way more important than realizing what shoes the killer had on while they, they were using the gun, you know, like why they were shooting. It's, mm. it's like, okay. That could be doctored or whatever. That's not going to, we can so argue, many technicalities. We could just that. argue about that and say, well, that was doctored. Yeah. It's just, you, you're not going to get anything out of that other than just a debate and some troll on social media, leaving a, a laughing emoji or calling you a moron and just argue. And then that it, it's such a distraction to me. So, and just to see how much that happens. That's my point. When this is to me, Something that can help so many people. And uh, by the way, electroculture, another thing that's popping on YouTube, we don't have anything on it yet, but go search that as well. That's more important Mm -hmm. than, you know, what PSYOP was just done. It really can, and like shit like that, which eventually we will get into, like actually has tangible evidence and things that you can do that can help, you know, better your, your health, better your uh, emotional state, better, better in just all different ways. And eventually we'll get into that, but it's crazy because what you were saying before too, about even just the whole, like, don't, don't box me into this one group or whatever and stuff. And don't be afraid to even go outside. Like I'm thinking Saturn and Pisces, like, you know, go outside the boundaries a bit, but you got to have a disciplined approach to it as well. But also in the same sense, you got to also, um, you know, maybe have a, a bit of destruction because uh, Pisces is also Jupiter and Jupiter can also be, uh, uh, be seen as, be seen as, um, as well, no, Jupiter can be seen as I think Vishnu and that's more so the preservation. So yes, there is certain ideals and certain structures to preserve as well and stuff, but there is a form of kind of, you can over inflate Jupiter, Jupiter's over inflation. So like Jupiter is like yeah. overinflating 
either your ideals or with Saturn there, it's like overinflating mm-hmm. the discipline, like almost like, well, do you have, do you have, that's like, you know, the angry grandfather, the angry wise grandfather, like, do you sure you have facts for that? Like, it would prove to me that you believe that. Yeah. This, yeah. That's why this is more, especially now, more of a time, especially if you're, if you're somebody who understands the astrology or at least, you know, can go along with those understandings of the effects and stuff like this is a time, uh, an extreme time that can be either uh, f- far one way in that Saturnian type way or before in that very Jupiterian or Piscean way or very rigid in the Capricornian way. And like this is more and with especially introspective of your chart and awareness of your chart, then you can have more of an idea or understanding how you can balance out these energies, even with whatever the world is throwing out at you as well. And, and, and kind of avoid falling in line with some of these extremes that are constantly in our face all the time. And I, I think that's, that's a, that's a big proponent of it and, and why this is a very, very important thing as well. And, and yes, it doesn't mean we can't like, like, listen, I have, I have a lot to say and a lot of interest in, in rituals and ceremonies and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like there's, I don't perform grand rituals and I'm not big into it, but I also do want to understand like where maybe some of the ideas and why people still do them. And it doesn't matter all different types of the metaphysics cultures, of institutions. Them. Yes. I want to understand how they actually, how they actually function and work. Do they work like, and, and even, you know, if even even I do want to explore the realm of possibility with, say, something like some of more of this conspiratorial, you know, truth communities, how they're going about it and stuff and what they're saying about some of these things being some sort of rituals, you know, but I want to go further into understanding, well, OK, why would they perform that ritual? And yes, they have those channels and those people have those hypotheses on those things. But a lot of times it's just very surface level. And I want to see farther into that. So like something that I'm kind of coming into understanding for myself is now like, you know, it's you have to look at the these the different levels of the astral plane. And like when I think of that, I think of 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 the the tree of life and the Kabbalah and stuff and all the, the ten sephiroths and and you know, it's kind of showing you this hierarchical system of you know, it, that it's basically a schematic of the universe and its levels of consciousness and awareness and states of mind that correlate with various levels of manifestation of basically the fabric of our of, of the universe. And this gives us a map that enables us to place our minds in correct state of consciousness if we know how to work with that. Not saying that you have to be, a, you know, a Kabbalist or anything and stuff like that, but but with this a little even even just a, a brief understanding in this way and then understanding morphic fields, then then when we can then like interact with what I called before the universal subconscious and focus intent on the desired outcomes and even see how maybe in these rituals and ceremonies, how they are creating some sort of intent and harnessing it on some sort of desired outcome. And, and if you think about it, more systems, if not all intentionally or not use the same concepts of levels of consciousness and states of awareness to focus intent. So like something that makes me think of like just in general as an example of that intent, that intent even happens in nature. You know, a seed goes in the ground and naturally just has the intent to grow with the right 
environment and it adapts to an it, it's its environment in which that's a lot of bruce lipson bruce lipton's work too is that he's showing that um and he did work with rupert Sheldrake. i think we you know touched on that a little bit and stuff but is saying that it's not necessarily the genetics that is dictating how the how this thing is forming but rather it is forming based off its environment so its environment has some sort of intelligence within its field that is creating the outcome so if you can kind of you know if you can put yourself in the right environmental state if you can even shift your field into mimicking this certain environmental state then you have the ability to kind of shape all the thoughts and emotions and feelings and the ideas and everything to shape into some sort of more desired outcome based off your intent and if it's not happening in that sort of way and you feel like it's actually backfiring then there's some deep deep inner stuff that you have to do first with your subconscious as well you know it's mind body and soul you know mind also has to deal with the unconscious subconscious conscious you know like it's it's all of that and what's crazy is the whole nature thing and this is what i was going to get into before when me and ray were talking you know beforehand but i wanted to save it for this was you know i said i said that it's nature nature has this intelligence already embedded within its field and when you look at even the hermetic principles of of Thoth, right? Which Thoth in the Egyptian and the Kemetic was was Dehuti, as the the figure being with the with the bird head. And the reason why they even, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they worship those animals. No, it's not the fact they used those heads of animals on bodies of people because they represented states of consciousness that were that were so pure formed and so identifiable because it's through nature. And when you think of it that way, Tehuti is shown stretching a cord across across, which is basically shown the interconnectedness. And what that cord is called is is the the netter, the NTR, which is basically it where's where we get the word nature from. And it's this etheric core connecting all things or a net or a cosmic web of interconnection of this intelligence. So right there, there's even the ancients and where this is coming from is even connecting to the whole understanding of morphic fields and morphic resonance. Indra's web you know, and jewels. Indra's web exactly. jewels was uh, India, I think. And how, and how is it that at different times, whether predating some of this stuff, that these different cultures across the world had this understanding how how they how they had this understanding or maybe even a lot of the understandings or the similar outlooks on life with no actual direct connection to these civilizations and stuff how they're coming to this awareness that's so similar could it be that it is the awareness that is being activated within the field and therefore is activated within this aspect of consciousness and the the when when others say across the world are having this frequency shift of their own and stuff, they inherit that intelligence as well, and then they spread it to their people, and and the people start shifting their awareness and their frequencies and their consciousness, and this is how we get the growth of it. But I think just as we have that grand rise, we also have that grand fall of that, and I think we've been in a fall period 
but we're trying to trek our way back up to that rise again. And this goes into the whole astrological thing. We can say that the astrological periods and, you know, the stars and which are light patterns and stuff, they do affect consciousness in this way. You know, we, we have said, right. you know, the 12, 12 zodiacs, the 12 uh, cranial nerves, you know, it's, it plays on the psyche and stuff like that's, you know, more of the tropical astrology and shit. So, yeah, I, I think this is worthwhile to look at in that way. It does. It's, it's that bridge factor, right? So, like, if you're talking mm-hmm. about this, it's like, so if we're influenced and my favorite part about what you're saying to add to what you're saying is the non-locality of it, meaning. So mm-hmm. stories, intelligence, wisdom, certain things that are being spread across the whole planet that are similar in idea, you know, even the way that the architecture, all of that, like the pyramids are being built the same way. Those people have mm-hmm. no means of contact unless you're, you're a UFO person out there and that the UFOs came and gave them. OK, whatever. But like and I, you know, I think that could be a thing. But in, in this mm-hmm. case, relating it to morphic fields, it's like as if they're tapping into this intelligence and that it's non-local. Meaning so it doesn't have to be in some certain physical distance for the information to then be available to a certain culture or a certain group of people. Um, you could be connected non-locally. So it's not about the phys- it's it's metaphysical. So it's beyond the physical senses. It's beyond our bodies. It's the way energy works. It's the way metaphysics works. So if you connect that with you know, say the knowledge of the ancients and how they all knew the same things and they were tapping into certain uh, ways to build uh, their pyramids and what uh, religious and theological stories they had and their their myths and all of that stuff and that how you had different parts of the planet that had no means of contact that could just tap into that same field of information and start building their cultures in a similar fashion with similar stories if you compare that then with the mass formation hypnosis when you compare that to astrology that it's non-local so when someone goes how could a star be an affecting me when it's all the way out there and, and this and that, like it's non-local. So even if you're a globe person, right? So it's, it still doesn't matter. The whole universe is connected at that point. So how could a, an energy that's coming from say a set of con- like a constellation or a planet and all of that, or the sun or wh- whatever else, you know, the moons do affect the, t- the, and the moon affects the tides, right? The sun grow is photosynthesis, it, it, vitamin D. It, it, there's information being transferred all the time, but it's being transferred through this medium that we can't see. And, and through our conventional science, we just, we don't put two and two together with it. And it's why I always use the Wi-Fi analogy as well, too. Like things are being passed through a medium and there's a non-local side to it all. Mm-hmm. And it's this right here is a bridge to so many other things whether it's telepathic experiences, astrology, tarot readings, uh, anything that's using consciousness as a means of some sort of broadcasting mechanism and transmission to then communicate and or download certain information. And so by understanding that, then we know that now that that's possible and we and then it changes and actually undermines a lot of the science that's today, which to me is I see more of it as some sort of corporatism that goes into all of this. And that's why people like Rupert Sheldrake will be blacklisted or like not want, you know, not part of the mainstream or be ridiculed because this was going to undermine everything that's in place for the people that write their peer reviews and get their, you know, uh, their, their medals and their awards for, for findings. And they're naming things like, you know, dark matter and all this other stuff. 95% of the universe is dark matter and all that, but they still can't really even define it or have no physical proof, but they'll, they'll get a Nobel prize for it and all of that. 
and all of this. And I think the reason why they keep up that narrative too, or dismiss something like Rupert Sheldrake's work is, is literally because the fact that there may be an understanding that with this, with this type of theory and understanding and stuff that it would, it, it can have an effect that will, um, that will cause society to kind of be self-sufficient in a sort of sense and not have to depend on certain uh, institutions or, you know, uh, different, you know, different, different things that they control as of right now and, and, and allows people to, you know, and also can discredit them. And in, in obviously in a sort of sense, I think that's the main thing, you know, if, if they're not actually, you know, entertaining the idea and, and, and experimenting it for themselves. You know, they just don't, you know, then it comes down to an ego thing that they don't just don't want to be discredited and hear me out on this, too. So it also brings the awareness of. So if if you were aware right now that the people you hung out with or talk to or associate with or you work with your family and all that, that you are influenced on another on a metaphysical level that influences your health, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. It influences your thoughts. It influences everything that you think is you. That when you are if you are metaphysically connected to these things and that there is some sort of influence, whether it's from the planets or other human beings or the earth and all of that, or areas where you live or a storm passing through anything like that, like it brings a whole new awareness. And by that, then you're going to make, if you're a conscious human being. And by that point, if you've understood this and accepted this as a possibility and an idea and a model to live by, you're going to actually make different decisions. You know, you're going to not, just approach everything from the physical standpoint or psychological standpoint of like, I think this and I see this and I heard this. So that means that it's going to lead to my decision. Now you're thinking on a whole other, you know, you're adding the fifth element of spirit or of ether. Like you're, you're adding a whole other awareness of when I make a decision or when I choose to date this person or choose to be friends or associates or business partners with this person, or I choose to be around my family uh, a lot or when uh, anything like this, you now have a new awareness of, of what decisions you need to make based on the energy that you're connected to and how it's influencing the manifestations in your life, the health that you inherit uh, or that you manifest for yourself. Um, and it just, yeah, th- this is what bringing awareness in. This is raising your consciousness. You know, just pointing out rituals and stuff is to, to an extent, yeah, you're going to open your mind a little bit and say, oh, there's other things at work here. But this is like the next stuff because. I've said this before, and Gio and I have gone on this journey plenty of times, and we still do, and we were just talking about it. We're highly aware of all the conspiracies, and we're highly aware of all the different narratives. And there is consciousness raising elements to it. Like, you do see things, and you're like, whoa, it gets you thinking. Like, I can't believe that synchronicity or that thing, or could they know more than what we know? All that makes, yeah, it'll expand your mind. But now it's like, well, how can we learn everything that's happening within all of the stuff that say maybe our government or other people or higher entities know that then will serve us and our community and our families. You know, like the more and more Gio and I are going to talk about this, the more we're also going to refine our message here because mm-hmm. it's not, it, it's, it, there's still an elusiveness to like, Hey, what's, what is important here? But you can also look at what's been done already and what's being talked about already and what's causing distraction or what's causing polarity and saying, okay, like that's got to we got to step away from that and kind of go into mm. other things because this isn't healthy or this isn't serving anything or this isn't getting anywhere for now. Maybe we find something out in a yeah. few years through these amazing researchers of conspiracy that someone finally gets something to the point where it's like, we got the evidence. We can put Joe Biden mm. away or Donald Trump or 
or whoever we found the the, the true core of the free the the dark freemasonry uh you know sect or, or whatever that yeah keep doing all that mm. work but we do need people on this end looking forward we're using history to learn from history then to look forward to say okay hey we mm. have new findings here and this stuff can then bridge with maybe all of the other scary occult ritual stuff but we need to know how it works you know why would they be doing it and all of that is a good question yeah but how because also, they're mean you know you're approaching it as sorry no sorry that was my last i'm, I'm now i'm at a ramble but like how you're also approaching all of this stuff i think to me this is my own belief you know leave a you know laughing emoji if you'd like but to me is it's, it's the how you you're gonna you're gonna get to these things how your approach is you know hmm. so yeah yeah i think that's i think that's the more important aspect of it because and i think you're right because I, I, there's, I don't. I don't think throughout this there is a definitive answer, and you have already elaborated that on the past and stuff like that. Where you've said if you think that you've come to a definitive answer, then I think you're doing something wrong and stuff. Like, I mean, you can have a strong-willed opinion about something, but that doesn't mean it's a definitive answer. But also, like the whole thing, like just thinking about the whole like uh, conspiracy Illuminati, the, the Freemasons and stuff like that, and like these people that heavily only focus on that. I just thought about it. I'm like, how like, I mean, I've been there too. Like I, I, I think, you know, a couple years ago when really going into and stuff like that, it's a dark place to stay, to keep constantly touching on those things and just constantly pointing out and only pointing out the dark workings of, of, of these satanic cults and whatever and stuff and how they're using the occult knowledge and distorting things and which it's it's great to understand how they're distorting things yeah like but like our hollywood and the I'm, pedophilia and all this stuff i'm part of it yeah that's it you're illuminati now mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like i feel like that you may think you're doing an enlightened person's work and stuff but i think you're leaving yourself susceptible to a dark clouded energy over yourself as well. If you only stay in this fragment without branching out to understanding, well, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about the possibilities of these things, but not falling definitive and giving them this much power saying they, they have this so much dominion. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull myself away from allowing them to have that much dominion, even in my own, even in my own, you know, they're taking up that much space in my in my mind and my consciousness rent rent free, and I'm constantly feeding that that attention and stuff. Like, let me pull my attention away from that, and yeah, maybe grab some of those inner workings that maybe I can potentially see that are occurring, and kind of twist that and flip them right back side up, rather than the way that you may see them as being inverted. Flip them right back side up and use them within my in my own you know personal life and stuff like that, and. And kind of see beyond it because that's a dark area to stay in. I feel like just to if, to sit there and just constantly see the satanic this and blood sacrifice and all these satanic numbers and and everything and stuff. Like it's it's good to have that awareness, but it's a really weird thing to like only stay in that and just pointing out, oh yeah, there's sick demented people and stuff. And it's basically like you're hanging out with those sick demented people, like. It's funny. Like, you started I, I, I just, trying to do like an impersonation. I knew exactly where you were going with that. I think I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know who you were doing. Yeah, I think it just naturally just kind of came out at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. Just, that just bothered. It, it, it bothers me in a sort of sense because it's like there's so much potential there. There's so much potential with even those people that have 
have they have great puzzling skills and you know just just pointing things out and deep research skills that they can be better using that attention and energy towards research researching something that actually fundamentally kind of helps an individual regain their own sovereignty or or kind of shield themselves from darker energies and darker people and kind of connect to the right thing and network the right way and stuff like that, which it's also great in the aspect where they do have, there's a bond and a community and stuff, which I'm not faulting that at all, but we're, you're also kind of creating this egregore that's also, or this pendulum that, yeah, it may be different from this faction of this pendulum, but it's still swaying you're still cr- and giving way you, to that. You could be just creating a whole new one without even, yeah. like you could be just mm-hmm. by you pitching some sort of belief or pitching some sort of, narrative that you think is the truth or that you're hardcore about it's a lot of emotion going and then you get everyone else fired up you've now created your own once we explain the concept you'll understand it more and i know there's a lot of people who are going to fall upon this probably have heard of it already but like now scientifically we're talking about i mean like first of all it was already on joe rogan and then the, I, honestly the guy on joe rogan didn't do half as good of a job talking about mass formation he called it mass formation psychosis when the originator of it called it mass formation hypnosis there's a little bit of a difference there but it's like people are hypnotized mm-hmm. to some sort of mission and that they think that they're they're, mm-hmm. the, they're on the hero's journey and they have their clan and they're gonna whatever and then they become the group they start to resonate mm-hmm. with the group but what the underlying thing about like the underlying connection to all of it would be actually go back to morphic fields and understand how that works then you'll get the concept of pendulum or egregore and that's what people are doing most of the time without realizing it. That could even, let's say you're someone who do, totally believes in the psyops and the conspiracies. What if they know that that's how it works? What if they, they're 50 years ahead? They know how metaphysics works. They know how the mind works. They know that when they get a group of people talking about the same thing, have a lot of emotion towards it, and they get you focused on it, that you're only feeding them more of the power and more of the energy they need and the loosh that they need to then manifest. Even, who knows? You know, like this is and that seems like more of a possibility too. I mean, think about it, dude, for centuries, there's been multiple deep, deep written out books from even personal experience of maybe some of these people that were members of of societies and stuff like even the Manly P. Halls and and everything and stuff that really tell you Manly P. Halls. yeah, Manly P. Hole, the, the fucking the, the real deep initiate Shout work out Gala. and the ceremonies and everything and stuff like that that really go deep into this. If they've been talking about this and the workings of these satanic cults and whatever and rituals and that da 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 and all these societies for centuries, if possibly if not longer and stuff, and it hasn't stopped it from happening, and we're still talking about it to this day. Obviously, we need to change course a little bit because obviously the, that's you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop it, at least in that sense. Not by making YouTube videos. I mean, that's, I mean, just no. look at the results. I mean, yeah, you do have certain, Bro Sanchez, 125,000. Uh, you know, you have certain people that, like, they get the subscribers and all of that. But, like, I don't know. To me, I just don't see it. It's not, it's not enough. And then also going out and protesting. You're not, we need to start finding different areas of these topics and dig deeper on not the narrative and not the, like, collective secret society group and what but why and what are they doing that's the like okay how Mm. am i going to approach this well i need to get down if i'm being a puzzle guy right i need to learn what the puzzle that i'm putting together is or if i'm playing chess i need to know the rules of chess before i play the game but if i'm just like oh well i'll just move this here you know you you could be falling right into their 
you know, so there, it could be, if so, if you're on this journey already, you know that there's deep layers to metaphysics and spirituality and rituals and the occult, you know how deep it goes. And just to see the surface level stuff and point a few things out or read just a book by Aleister Crowley and think you have it all. I just, there's other areas we could be looking now in this new age of information that it's, it's available. I didn't know morphic fields were really a thing up until a few years ago. And shout out to Anne who told me on the phone, she's like, well, you know, they've been talking about this stuff since like the eighties, seventies. There was like, you know, like basically the boomers like knew about, they, they talked about it in spiritual communities, like they morphic fields, Mm -hmm. like whatever. There's a reason why it's having more of a reemergence and an awareness. Yeah, same thing with the electroculture. Something that was like big mm-hmm. in like 1920. There was a book written about it. Like, wait till we have a talk on that. I mean, just go look it up. Matt Matt Roski, I think his name is. Go check him out. Like, electroculture is something no corporation wants you to know about because you could be growing your own food and get you yield 300. percent Well, that's another talk. But like, point being, same thing with morphic fields and morphic energy. Like, this stuff's been been it's been talked about so much. And then you just kind of like fall, it gets like swept under the rug. And then all of a sudden we want that dopamine hit again of talking about what conspiracy and what, what secret society. And and it's not a discredit. I know we've been ripping on it for a little bit, but like, it's not really ripping on it. It's about like, it's the application of, and the oversaturation that we're giving it. it. Yeah. It's not exactly ripping on it. It's, it's the fact of like, don't you like, Hey, wake up. Don't you think it's a little, it's a little sad and a little bit shitty to just constantly only have the awareness that something or someone's always after you like yeah without be a survival mechanism really yeah without really yeah like and that's i mean i'm sorry that's a we always want to talk about not just living in the root chakra and and stuff like you know okay like i know it's a necessary part but like you gotta ascend from that as well and stuff so like let's kind of Let's kind of move past that awareness and kind of move into the awareness of the, the working. You can't live in the heart. Always talking about George Soros and yeah. all the, <laughs> like, you know, you're not going to ascend up to love and, and unity when you're constantly mm. like, you know, Oh, you know, you're the rabbit, the aliens, whatever. Like there's you have a to lot actually of actually practice that intent, you know, and yeah, kind of move into it. <laughs> you know, it quickly popped into my mind and Hey, by the way, anyone listening, I know we haven't gotten to the actual definitions and the things we will and we'll probably we're going to be talking about this for a while this is you know we're this is on our minds you know and this and you're getting Mm. actually an extended conversation about you know you're kind of seeing into our minds on why we want to break this down and go into it what should also just kind of happen too like that that needs addressing as well before you know it's already going to keep blowing up and stuff like that too if we can if we can reach a certain amount of people and say hey just kind of grasp grasp a little bit more control of your awareness with even this next global thing that just happened or, or this big issue in, in the media and stuff like that. Like you can, you could t- come back into your, come back into your own before you go too far with it. Yeah. And, he, and so, and now, you know, going back into what I was just about to say, Mark Passio, there was a video I saw and I wasn't the biggest fan at first when I found him, he was like an ex Satanist and not, not that that deterred me, but like just certain things rubbed me the wrong way, but ended up being a real knowledgeable guy. There was a video, it was like 15, 20 minutes, explained that in each, say, secret society, there was a dark and light uh, sect to each. Like, there was people who used the same symbols and the same knowledge and all that other stuff, and it was the White Lodge. And then you had the Black Lodge. And then, you you know, all these different colors, but, like, there were different, it was, it was the same symbols, the same, what you would call the occult, rituals, ceremonies, prayer, you know, pagan stuff you'd call pagan and whatever. And there was, the intention always colored it in. 
right? So that means mm-hmm. that it's like electricity. And I've said this before. And thank you, Bill Donahue. I got to I gotta get back to him uh, sometime soon. But I have been actually watching him a little bit more I, now. I got to watch him more. Shout out. So um, the white and black lodges, the information itself, using the electricity analogy, that electricity is not an evil thing, right? But guess what? You can cook a man. You can also cook his dinner. So you can make your own food and get nutrients and food and sustenance from using electricity. You could power your house up. You could turn on the computer, all this other stuff. And you could literally fry someone in a death chair. Hmm. So like, and, and, you know, lightning can strike someone and kill them like electricity, like nature could get, is nature hmm. evil because a tornado goes and wipes, you know, a few houses out. Did it intend to do that? Was it harp every time? Was there weather manipulation every time, you know, and they, that's possible and they've been doing it since the fifties, but that's the dark side of it. Or nature is a beautiful thing. We live in a, in a, in a place where these things just happen and that's what it is, but always living in the fear and looking at say, even like occulted knowledge and metaphysics. Here's one thing I don't like about the conspiracy and I'm relating it to what I'm saying is every time you're pushing this occult stuff out and you're saying it's evil, it's like you're saying electricity is evil. So imagine everyone's convinced that electricity is evil. Now they're not good. Well, I can't use electricity. You know, that, that killed a man up the road. They put him in a chair and use that stuff. They, that, that could kill somebody. Now you're not going to power mm. up your house and turn on your dishwasher and turn on your this and turn on your that. Everything you need to survive and live a good life because someone made a video or gave you information saying that this thing's evil when yet inherently it's neutral. And to me, that's what Mark Passio did in that video for me and said, mm. oh, wow, you, it's, the, it's, it's the intention of how you're going to use that electricity, you know, aka the occult or metaphysical knowledge and awareness that you have of this place. So that's the one problem I have with the oversaturation of always being in the dark. Me and Gio spent a lot of time along a long while ago, 2021, I think. I found Matt McKinley, Quantum of Conscience, call that like shouting out everyone tonight, but great channel. I love his stuff. But the one thing that he tried to almost fight against was how the truth community was always doing this. But then he started doing it all the time too. And when me and Gio were watching him all the time, he was always like, the reality's a trick. There's some dark entity behind it, always trying to take your loosh and all of that. And I know he means well, and sometimes he kind of covers his ass and Mm. goes back and says, no, no, there's the spiritual side, like find yourself. He does say that, but he harps on the whole, like, Mm -hmm. there's a dark part of reality that tries to trick you and, and distracts you off your path. And which is true to an extent, but when you're oversaturated in it, how fucking miserable we were for like a month. Yeah. It was a hopeless, it was, it's a hopeless hole that you fall into. You know, if you let it, if you let it sink in deep enough, but like, that's the thing, like it's with all the different sects and societies and the Templars. And like, if you're trying to figure out who's good, who's bad and stuff like that. Like you can't look at it that way. It's basically all these different types. There's a universal knowledge, right? Of the metaphysics, let's just say of, of the workings of the universe and consciousness. And Basically, throughout history, all these different sex societies, groups, whatever it may be, cultures and stuff like that, religions have been trying to gatekeep, gatekeep the true universal knowledge and then and 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 use it in whatever sort of way that they wanted to intently use it. And this is where you get the different distortions and the different understandings and the negative connotations. And then people reverting back and be like, no, it's not bad. This symbol and this thing and stuff like that. Like, yes, it's, it's a long line and can be very confusing to kind of figure these things out of who right, who's right and who's wrong. But a parallel of that, even like you said with the electricity thing made me think of the whole thing, what happened with Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla, you know, the whole of them, them, they were working on the same thing. And, and basically when, Tesla 
figured out this way of using uh, and 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 being able to harness free energy. Uh, it it came down to this teaming up of an intent between Thomas Edison and even the uh, the United States government and stuff and 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 his company and 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 corporate uh, cor- uh corporate giants and stuff trying to be able to be like, well, hold on a minute, like there if if we don't bring it to that level of free energy, we can kind of control it, harness it, and monopolize on it, and it became a monopoly. And they threw away and they did away with that. And now you're seeing consciousness come to more of an awareness, especially with more access to data information. And this is the good side of it and stuff is that you're seeing that gatekeeping was done. You are pointing out, say, more of that conspiracy that was done, say, against Tesla and stuff, too. But does that right. mean that once again, like they gatekeep, they gatekept it and they made it so that well, you just need this technology and people got to pay their electric bills and and this t- and energy bills in this sort of way and stuff like that. But it doesn't necessarily make the thing bad itself. But there is an alternative. We do know anybody who's looked into Nikola Tesla definitely believes that there is an alternative when it comes to energy and that it has been proven. And yes, a lot of the information and the science, not not necessarily the sciences have been lost. But like the information and the documentation has been distorted and, and covered up and and and, you know, taken out, taken out of of certain things as well. But people are getting back to that. So it's the same thing with when it comes to the occult knowledge. Like we can't just sit there and constantly harp on the fact that it's been demonized and uh, all this stuff and who's using it for this reason. And da, da, da. that may very, very much well be true. But maybe that's why my obsession is the whole fact of can we try to find a way to get back to origin points? It may be very hard. You may not actually find that origin point stuff but you can get close to it to enough to see especially with looking in different groups and areas without getting hung up on what what they did with it and stuff the outcome of it and stuff but you can start to realize oh okay well this is maybe where they got it from and you can see by their movement and the different ways of influencing societies and and stuff and this is where the history comes into play as well too and also being able to look at alternative history to see the potentials of being like all right I could see how this was distorted. So now I can kind of free my mind in this concept. Maybe I had a dark, which you, there is a lot of people that they hear a cult and they think something so bad about it. Just and means hidden. Stuff. It just means hidden. Yeah, that's it. It's, they use it's the it in, they it's the use Oculus. It in a, it's, uh, they use it in astronomy. The, the yeah. Mars is going to be occulted by the moon. It's, exactly. It just means it's hiding not, it. you can't see it. That's it's, yeah. it's, the word it's not, occult. There, you, know when, I know what, you know what I can't stand a pet peeve of mine is? When they say the occult. Oh yeah. yeah, the occult did this ritual. That's like saying the happy smiled. Yeah, you know, like like who's who's happy? Right, the dog's yeah, happy. That, exactly. The like, mom's happy. It's it's not. You're not using it properly. It's there's no the mm-hmm. occult. There is. Well, people hear people hear the and that's what sucks is cult on the end of it. And even when you go to search up things that have to do with the occult, a lot of times you only get the dark, shitty things that have been done with it or something like that, or some demonization of it as well. So that's the other thing. It's it's very hard in that sense. You have to be very specific when even looking in those areas. You know what's in a occ- why we Geo. feel it's our job to like bring that to light. The, the Bible is an occulted book. Yes. Yeah. That's literally yes, some, what the, it, the, it's, the religion it's, is. The real knowledge is occulted within those stories. Yes. They're allegories. Exactly. They're, that's they're, the proper yeah. use of the word. Right. And where whereas the actual doings of it and now the religion itself outwardly is exoteric, where Inside, there is esoteric knowledge that the esoteric knowledge is a cult in the Bible. 
Yeah. The exoteric is the, is you're reading the story and taking it literal, and you're seeing it mm-hmm. as as outside things. And the esoteric is you're you're looking in and, mm. and, and reading it in a way more of a right brained way, I would say. Like when you're looking for mm. symbols and patterns and you're looking for deeper intuitive meanings behind these things. And that's that's what yeah, that that'd be the proper use of these things are occulted. And so yeah. even knowledge is occulted. Electrocult electroculture was, you know, uh, occulted. So like it's hidden. It's hidden from the masses. And who knows? I mean, like when you go into history, there could be this is why you don't jump to narratives either. It's like, oh, they were hiding the knowledge. It's like maybe humanity also just wasn't ready for it. Like, it, you know, the, yeah. the, this could be another thing why there was gatekeepers in the beginning, like where they're like, uh, you know, like the state of the, the, the current state of the human consciousness and mind probably isn't ready for this because it's too much power for the state of mind and uh, of and state of being of society you know, that, that is occurring at the moment. And so we have to gatekeep this knowledge because, and they may be certain societies were trying to keep it from the wrong people uh, or sorry, the, the, a, the was, power, the, the, the elite was what I was trying to say. Like maybe there was elitist yeah. power grabbers that wanted to, you know, use that power. Like think about Hitler, right? He, he raided mm-hmm. uh, Tibet and I wonder why, right? Because they probably had this mm-hmm. ancient spiritual knowledge which would be the correct term for it. not the it's the occulted ancient spiritual knowledge, mm-hmm. not the occult knowledge, but the the occulted knowledge. Um, and he was you could look into that part of history and he was after that, right? Like he tried to raid to bed yeah. and tried to get that knowledge. And he had that black sun stuff and yeah. his Nazi symbol was a spiritual symbol. So I went to Antarctica and all that yeah, stuff. And, and when you look in you know, when you look into sigils mm-hmm. and stuff too, that Nazi symbol and all that, I mean like it, it's it, it's in every culture. It's, every, it's in yeah, every it's denomination. Everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Even the Star of David. Star of David, the hexagonal pattern, Metatron's cube, it is in everything. And and there so if that's the case, it can't just be that they all it, that there is some sort of true meaning that is occult of that that it represents that all these different societies eventually end up turning it and using it in their own way with their own intent and stuff too. Um right. But um I do, I do want to get back to something in, in more so of regards to rituals and ceremonies now that we've kind of, you know, debriefed on that as well, like just to see a little bit more of maybe, okay, so how those work and how maybe from this you can grasp on, like I said, I'm not saying you have to go there, you know, yeah, I'm not saying anything wrong with this either. I, I like my Palo Santo every time I'm about to do it a podcast or when I feel like the house needs, if somebody comes in my house that like needs to do work on my house and when they leave i fucking light it i cleanse the space and stuff like yeah like that's everything's frequency of a, a, yeah. yeah exactly so you know because it does have some sort of frequency it is an element or whatever but yeah, i'm just saying there's different rituals and ceremonies that you can do yourself whether they're grandiose or not and stuff um but the thing is the it's the intent it's the emotion about it so when you when we're talking about rituals and ceremonies they they help build up immense stores of energy which can be injected with thoughts emotions intent um into the part of what i called before the universes of conscious that's being worked on and then like i said defining the mechanism to drive it through manifestation onto the material as well as the astral plane so you're basically if we're saying that it's like this big c um this this uh, universal subconscious it's like this big c when you have the thought and intent it it's it's making motions and any part of the c that can cause waves or currents and you're tapping in and then it's tapping into uh when we tap into our own subconscious uh it can affect the whole 
So, and there's, there's forms of energy that have ability to move and manipulate subordinate forms of energy, just like strong currents in the sea can manipulate reefs, uh, like landforms, other organisms in the ocean. Um, and this would be like an example of invoking or evoking God, spirits, entities, or beings and stuff like that. So like rituals are reenacting a story in, in, in certain sense of reacting a story of groups uh, of a group's origin. And you're, when you're doing that, you're affirming the identity and its presence. Once again, it's almost like you're conjuring up those energies and emotions and intent again, and kind of using your own, your own consciousness, your own body, your own mind as a receiver and a transmitter of those same frequencies that were occurring many times over in, in, in that heart space that was going on with those things. So I, I kind of briefly mentioned in the past episode was, you know, like an example is the, the, the Jewish people and Passover. They, they do the, they reenact by doing the meal and, and the gestures and reading of the words and they're tapping into their ancestors and things that maybe their ancestors may have endured and, and, and what, and also it's bringing up things and feelings even if they don't feel it immediately in that moment, depends how connected they are with it too and stuff, but maybe it could bring up the things that gave them strength to unite and to prevail. And a lot of these manifestations don't just come immediately. They come down the road and subtly as well too. And I think a lot of, you know, the, the, a lot of the ancients knew that as well. Another thing is communion and Thanksgiving. And, you know, that can bring up the frequency of, the um, uh, this this feeling of thankfulness it's also in a ritual like thanksgiving is a ritual for the harvest uh communion is like the ritual of this salvation and being cleansed you know the same thing with baptism you know this this it's it, you're engaging in that sort of thing so it's connecting with the energy of of when it was done by and who it was done by and reaffirming the identity and receiving that way of living feeling uh it's it's fortunes or even strengths through misfortunes and it's the remembrance and, and, and to better endure, you know, in sort of sense, it's not always for that, but that's just an example. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That's the perfect mm-hmm. example of like, there's, there's a, there's a memory and an imprint being left mm-hmm. and what spiritual people would call the Akasha, which is a term for that. It's like, there's this re- recorder that records everything in life. And so and, it, and everything we've experienced is kind of like left imprinted and it would explain like the idea of ghosts and certain things like p- things get attached to, like energy gets left places. And so when someone does this heavy, uh, heavily charged ritual and they set the intention and they set that perturbation out of, of energy and intention and all of that, and it gets imprinted into the ether and then a whole culture is doing it. And then now people are doing it all over the world. So, and now yeah. that memory of that intended ritual is what morphic fields and resonance would prove is that non-locally this memory and imprint of energetic feeling and charge is now with the ritual so when we say grace or when we have thanksgiving dinner like you said whatever that original intent was of that of that ceremony and ritual and all that 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 celebration is exactly what is going to most likely manifest within on depending on how you know how how much you connect with it by reenacting that exact ritual you know you're you're mm-hmm. you're and it's like you're remembering a memory 
right? So it's like if you're really yeah. tapped in and you're really trying to run the memory through your head and then you finally catch it and all that, like this, it's so by doing these actions and all of that, there's a there's a, a morphic resonance that goes out and then you you start to you're it's like you're sitting in this Wi-Fi bubble of like this is what's available and all the people that have done this ritual before me and what the intention was at the beginning and all that all that plays into it and now we're tapped into this memory and I think next episode we'll do a more deliberate kind of definition of all of this like on the scientific level because I do want to touch on the egregore pendulum thing still but I think we should really like still kind of savor a whole episode for breaking down Rupert Sheldrake's work and the experiments and stuff. Like I, I, I want to be more deliberate about that unless, you know, we could touch up on, on that today. I just don't want to fry everybody. Um, but like, yeah, like the, the, the ancestry culture, groups of people, football teams. Like we said this many times hmm. now there, there's this science telling us and through experimentation and through studies being done over and over again, that doesn't get pushed out in the mainstream science saying, hey, species have a memory. Hey, rituals leave a memory. Anything that's highly charged with emotion with a lot of people are leaving this imprint and it affects the people in the future who are going to mm-hmm. do the exact thing too. So it leaves, it's like our connection to our ancestry and our culture and humanity itself. And it, and it would make sense too, because it is a survival mechanism too, if you think about it, right? Because it's how the species evolves. Because it has a memory and it says, okay, I remember that this is what it was. So I'm going to grow a body and I'm going to grow like and all this. And this is a memory and it morphs into this and it's working off of some, some imprint. And this is, and and, and that's why the whole argument with DNA of saying, oh, well, the DNA grows the body and it it takes your looks and, and, and and all that. Well, not really because you, we all look different. Every tree looks different. All that DNA has the same proteins and all the whatever and it's all synthesizing similarly and all mm. that the same dna that's in my leg is the in my arm but what told the arm be, to be the arm and, and the leg mm. to be the leg when the same dna and all the all the coding is the same throughout the body something something's building the body something's building the tree from the little seed and so there's this intelligence mm. and morphic energy that's there's a builder so who is the builder you know the dna yeah. is the resources that's the that's to, if you're going to build the house that's all the wood and all the you know so the roofing and all that it's that's that's the dna it's like okay here's the parts and whatever but who's actually synthesizing and, and building the actual thing who's the builder and who's the architect as well that's that's another good question so yeah the, the, our connection to ancestry and our holidays and our celebrations and our yearly things all this stuff we do pagan holidays it, whatever we celebrate mm-hmm. as a culture we're connected to it inherently especially when yeah. we're performing the ritual at a very um concentrated and very uh, uh, deliberate form like we're we're reenacting it how it was supposed to be done yeah and we're also injecting new uh traditions and memories and habits in it like just think about maybe just think about maybe some of the traditions that you do during some of your holiday you know uh kind of reenactments that you do with even your family and there may be a certain thing that your family does that you could ask your parents and your grandparents and they might not even know why or where it came from or why they do it, but they just do it. And somewhere down along that road, like that was something that was done and it may have never been told to, to be passed along or something. It's just an inherent memory. You know, there could have been some, a break along the line where that wasn't being done. And then all of a sudden it's starting to be done again without being told. And it, and, and that's just the thing. Another example is the fact that, there could be somewhere down in, in the more familial sense and stuff that there can be, um, let's just say somebody in, in 
in someone's ancestry that um you know it, it was looked down upon you know to to kind of you know suicide right i want to get i don't want to say too much and stuff like that when it comes to that but then you know that that was very looked down upon and maybe down the road now in more modern times you may have a specific member of the family who's very disassociated and stuff like that and can be tapping into that resonance of of that 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 excommunicated family member in a sort of sense like there 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 is a possibility of of, of that that it's just like this memory of of this this person did this and is not there and it's not saying that you're the reincarnation of that person but you may feel that presence like there 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 may be that information or that memory that memory there and maybe you're excluded you know so maybe you're looked on the outskirts of your family not necessarily because of what it is you do or what you talk about or because you actually exclude yourself it just can be maybe that you just you know you're you're tapped into that and 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 you're inheriting almost that memory as well you know and then as we go further along i guess i guess i'll save it for now because uh there is you know i do want to go into more of the workings of you know holy places sacred sites ley lines you know even kind of maybe use the example of some of um i was talking to ray about it before but i want to get more expensive and have more of a visual of it for people in in some of these uh potential um I guess people would call them blood sacrifices and stuff like that on ley lines, but even just how it just works, the whole, uh, you know, holy places and the different aspects that are in them and what we see on those sites and even how they were, uh, um, transformed into something else. And the history of those that kind of has the potential of playing into the same thing of it contains a certain resonance and, and it's also being laid with intent. And then also on top of it, that there is a specific, already an energetic meridian on the earth that better induces this flow or this current and this energy and this ability. Right. And with this, and and it parallels with the human body. And it also then makes Hmm. as above, so below, as within, so without make Hmm. a lot more sense and the hermetic traditions and all of that. And that's why I think... I think we're at an hour and a half, so I think we should probably cork it here as, you know, this was basically our philosophy of and our mm-hmm. outlook into the occult and morphic fields and, and, to, and to state it that morphic field and resonance parallel and juxtaposed to the, the ideas of egregores, which is an occult concept of a living entity that controls a mass group amount of people, mass formation, which is groupthink. People having a mission to fight the bad guy and or an ideal that they want to. And then all of a sudden they become the group. And then you have pendulums in the book Reality Transurfing, which is like pendulums are these also these entities that are feeding on the energy of groups of people and getting them to think a certain way. They're influenced by some outer force that's that's then removing their individuality and they're becoming the group. And there's now science basically that's been out that's been kind of swept under the rug which is morphic resonance that is an important concept to know because you're because if you're going to individuate or you're going to make yourself happy but then you're you're not even your mind is being influenced by other memories that aren't yours 
uh, or other imprints or other groups of people. And then it's steering you in ways and you don't realize that it's doing it. It's a very unconscious process. And that there's these multiple concepts that basically explain that this is happening. This does need to be talked about because then it would then make sense to everything we just had discussed about the dark side of the occult, secret societies, what the government's mm. doing. It starts to then tell you that everything you're focusing on or the people that you are sharing your thoughts with and then emotionally connecting to and going on missions with and, and doing things with and groups that you're connected to and all that are actually influencing you unconsciously more than you could ever imagine. And then it opens and, and expands your mind to the awareness that more is, is going on all around us all the time. And this is something that will break you into more of a positive and um, more proactive mindset of, hey, I could do something about it or I could, you know, I could I could do something locally that, that'll that'll help, you know, change yourself and you change the world type of type of mindset because you're going to impact other people with whether it's your family's traditions and your ancestry, whether it's your friends and the group of people you talk about just on a, on a normal level, whether it's the groups you're going to go on and be on a mission with to help save the world, whatever you're going to do, being an, an astrologer mm. or being a firefighter or being everywhere you go, your workplace, this whole new awareness mm. of, you know, energy imprints and memory and habits in nature and that it's, it's, a, it's a natural function and that it's not the occult or it's not woo-woo, or it's not magic. Mm. It's actually something that's happening all the time. Uh, if you went back 100, only 100 years ago, and you showed someone this thing, you showed someone a phone, and you could go on the internet and get any book or anything, they would say that this is witchery, and it's magic, and they, you know, a few hundred years ago, they'd burn you at the stake for having this thing, saying that, you know, it's mm. a black screen, you're scrying and all that, right? So, mm. like, it, 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 it's all about your awareness and your, and your perception in the current times right now we have the ability to unlock new awareness and then it would change the the direction of where we're actually going in our minds and in and the decisions we're making on what we're consuming on a on a mental and an emotional and energetic level all the time and that's basically the uh you know now in the, in the casket yeah for me exactly rather than you know you got people that you know people are out there doing some things and almost like they're trying to reach out and fix the world. But meantime, you know, if you, if you took a, if you only knew and had a deeper look at their own life, they can't even fix their own rifts in their family. So, I mean, that's kind of goes based what we were saying before about this whole thing of like, Hey, we need to kind of shift that awareness. So I would definitely, definitely stay tuned because you know, well, well, that's the other thing. We'll entertain a lot of those, you know, mm -hmm maybe fringe topics and the conspiracies well, and not, stuff like yeah, that. They're there. They're there. Yeah. They're real. They're, they, you yeah, know, we're, they're not, we're not discrediting we'll any them. of that. But we're going to be a beacon of example to kind of see how you shift that awareness from being like, okay, well, we're seeing this. These are the details, but now let's kind of go into the workings and let's go into application to self and, you know, how this even applies to me and stuff rather than just the very, very visceral, you know, part of it and stuff. So we will, we will go into that. I, I got it. I'm like, I've just recently decided I have enough time to kind of put this together and stuff. But like now that I know, like Ray knows because I was kind of given the gist of it, but I'm going to break it down a lot better and stuff like that to go into that and understanding, especially when it comes to the ley lines and sacred sites, holy places, even then symbols, because everybody's so obsessed with symbols and sigils and talismans and stuff. And, and then even just how it reverts all back to even the astrology and astro theology and, and divination methods, Archetypes. you know, and just, yeah, the whole archetypes and self-organizing elements and stuff. And and I'm telling you it'll give it it'll give a greater greater awareness. And yeah, 
that's good. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited to get into the whole holy places thing too, because it's also a pre-context with something that's in there to the electric culture thing. So beautiful. Definitely stay tuned. Make sure you like, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave those comments, good or bad. We don't care. You know, you kind of we you kind of got your you kind of got your dished outness from listening to us, and you know, hey, you may still be. You may still you may be even more visceral now after Go that, ahead. but that's not our problem. That's something you got to check with yourself. But anyway, we appreciate everybody listening and hit that like button. Subscribe. Further get out this type of awareness. Subscribe. The website's up, but we got some working to do on the website and all the features and stuff, but we're getting very close to that. It's a lot of work to do with top of making this content as well, plus trying to make up more. But we'll obviously keep everybody updated when it comes to that when when it's really time to really get on there and stuff. Um, but yeah, so appreciate you all and till next time. Peace. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.